Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Sweet emo. I like that song. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I did grow up with it. And it's a song we use today. If you know the artist of that song, yes, this is church. How's everybody doing today? Warehouse Church, friends and family everywhere. We've been playing this game to kick off our sermons every single week. If you know the artist of the song, I'll send you. If you're in North Texas, anywhere near our church, I'll send you a Starbucks card and treat you this week to a cup of coffee. We've had winners every single week. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Put that name of the band in there. This one is a layup. A layup. We should have, it should already be done. It should already be done. This is one of the easiest ones we've had the whole time. Well, we've been doing this series called Emotion in Motion. And I've, it's been great for me. I have so much enjoyed the study that's gone along with it. Some books that I've been reading uh, to, to kind of help me prepare and uh, bring you what I believe the Lord's laid on my heart to share with you every single week. And what I want to talk to you about today is kind of the hardest one. Um, I want to talk today about sadness. I think sadness is something that really is an overwhelming emotion that all of us will or have experienced in our life. Uh, it's, there's been a lot of sadness in our country all across the world. Uh, it doesn't, if you want to get sad, if you like to feel sad, I don't know that anybody that does. But if there's ever a time you need to be in touch with your sad emotions, just turn the TV on, on the news for about 10 minutes. And it can absolutely be overwhelming. What is sadness? Sadness is when we're lonely, vulnerable, despair, we feel guilt, we feel hurt, disappointment, we feel empty, and we also feel remorseful. So how can we handle this emotion of sadness in our lives? I want to give you some things this morning out of Psalm 13. We're going to read a verse out of Romans. We're going to read a verse out of the book of Job. But I want to talk to you today and give you some ideas on how to handle or manage when you are going through a difficult, sad, sad time in your life, dealing with this emotion of sadness. So let's get right into the study today. We're going to start with Psalm 13. The first thing we will need to do to handle this emotion of sadness is identify before God the source of your sadness. Do you know why you're sad? Are you sad maybe currently because of all the unrest that's in our country? Are you sad because you know someone or are someone that has COVID right now and you're sick? Are you sad because maybe... During this time of unrest, you've, you've been furloughed or lost your job or you're on unemployment, your unemployment's running out. There's a lot of things that can make us sad in our lives, but just be honest with God about it because I want you to understand something. Sadness is not a sin. I'm going to say that again. Sadness is not a sin. Psalm 13, verses 1 and 2 you're, I'm going to read you a couple of verses. To, uh, at, at, I'm going to read you this whole psalm eventually. But as we start off this psalm, you're going to see how sad the author of this psalm was uh, as we get into this this morning, uh, get into this today. Psalm 13, 1 and 2. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Wow, you can really see that there's some strong sadness coming out in these two verses right here. Uh, the author thought God forgot about him forever. Can you imagine feeling forgotten by God or forgotten by enemy? I think a lot of us can understand that. He was asking, how long will you hide your face from me? Not only was this author feeling lonely, he was feeling, he was feeling sad. And as we talk about this, I want to kind of go to probably the saddest story in the Word of God that you could read about, and that's the life of Job. Uh, Satan, right, Kim and I talked about this on Wednesday night a little bit. Satan went to God and said, how about your guy Job? He's really faithful. He's a great follower. And God said, oh, he's a great follower. He's He's, he's just, a, he's an amazing man of God. He's a godly man. And Satan said, well, the only reason he's like that is because you've shown him favor. If you let me chase him or buffet him or, or persecute him, what Satan was saying, he's not going to love you the way that he does right now. So God allowed him to take away his, his, his belongings. God allowed him literally to take away his children and allow them to die. Even so much so that God allowed Satan to give uh, Job boils all over his body. And when all at the end of that, the Bible says in Job chapter one, when all these things happened to Job, his first reaction in his sadness was he fell down and he worshiped. And he said, I was born naked, I'm gonna die naked. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says in all of this, after all this horrific, horrific, un just unimaginable, Sadness, and he occurred in his life. The Bible says, in all of this, Job didn't sin. It said Job didn't sin, but it did not say Job wasn't sad. In Job 10, verses 1 through 3, Job speaks about the level of sadness that he had in his life. He said this. Now, listen to these words to start off this chapter. I loathe my very life. Therefore, I'm going to give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. I say to God, don't declare me guilty, but tell me what charges you have against me. Do you know that Job didn't know why? He didn't understand the conversation that Satan, the accuser, had with God wanting to persecute him. He didn't understand that. What he did understand was he lost his family and he lost everything. His wife was giving him a hard time about it. His friends were giving him a hard time about it. He had no answer to what was going on. And he said, don't declare me guilty, but tell me why. Tell me the charges you have against me. Why did you allow this kind of sadness in my life? He said, does it, does it please you, God, to oppress me, to spurn the work of your hands when you smile on the plan of the wicked? Do you know why that you're sad today? Do you know what has happened in your life that's caused you to be sad can you identify that to God and say, God, would you help me and heal me with the sadness that I'm dealing with today? I'm sad because of, and this emotion of sadness is taking me over. You know, sadness is one of those things that if you're not careful, will take you straight into depression. If you don't take it before the Lord and ask him to help you to get through this difficult time. And you plead with God. Here's the second thing. Not only do we identify with God, the source of our, our sadness, plead with God to remove that sadness. The psalmist says in verse 3 and 4 in Psalm chapter 13, Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give me light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. You pray and ask God to remove that sadness. God, 
this thing is overwhelming me and I can't get over it. I need you. I need your hope. And you need his word. And you need people talking positivity in you. But as you pray to God, you pray. Be specific about it. Don't say those general players, please bless everybody. Please help me have a great day. Please make everything go. No, you go to God and you, t- you let your requests be made known unto God and be very specific about it. Romans chapter 8 says, in the same way, God's Spirit will help you in your weakness. We don't know how we ought to pray. Sometimes we're so sad, we don't even know what to say in our prayers. But the Bible says the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. Are you able to identify the source of your sadness? Will you today, if you're dealing with sadness, plead with God and ask God to remove that sadness from you? Here's the third thing. Trust in God for hope in the midst of sadness. Psalm 13 is a short psalm. It only has six verses. Verses 5 and 6. And I like that word but. We did a study. The buts of the Bible, right? And that sounds like it's a little risque. But when you use but... Uh, in a sentence, as, as uh, in connecting it. it, it's a contrast to what you say earlier. It's really, really hot outside today, but I'm going to wear something so that I don't sweat so bad today. It's really, really hot outside today, but I have good air conditioning in my car, right? I, it's really, really hot out today, this weekend, but we're going to take our grandkids swimming. So the Bible says in Psalm 13, he's pleading with God, he's trying to understand God, his heart is broken. And then in verse number five, it says, But, here comes the contrast. I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm lonely. I don't understand why this is happening, God. Please understand, please help me understand. But, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. We will sing the Lord's praise. Listen, church, because he has been good to me. He has been good to me. So I want you to think about these first three steps. Identify before God the source of your sadness. What is making you sad today? Plead with God to help you to, so he can remove that sadness from you. And then trust in God for hope in the midst of your sadness. But here's the last thing that I'll share with you in this. I'm going to ask you some questions to consider this morning. Commit to getting necessary help. Commit to getting necessary help. I started doing something about two weeks ago. My wife and I, like your family, I'm sure, has a very specific routine in the morning. Uh, Specifically today, when I woke up, I got up and I went outside and I cut my grass and cleaned my yard up and then I cooled down and it started turning the morning news on. I turned on um, Pandora or Spotify, I think it was Pandora, and I put on the Hillsong channel and I just let Christian music all in my house this morning uh, just listening to that instead of listening to what well, we usually watch the Today Show or, or Good Morning America. And I'm going to tell you something. We started that about two weeks ago. Not cutting my grass every day. I only do that once a week. But we started, instead of listening to Good Morning America or the Today Show in the morning and just hearing just, it's almost like a machine gun, right? All bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Sadness, 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 sadness. Uh, brokenness. Uh, people that are messing, I mean, it's just, there's just so much, it it becomes oppressive. I remember during 9-11, 
of 2001 when the planes flew into uh, and crashed in the United States in that, in, in, in that horrible attack made in New York City, in Pennsylvania, and in Washington, D.C. I remember the President of the United States saying, turn your TV off, this is becoming too overwhelming, go hug your family, go take a walk, and think about the good things in your life too. Because when you hear sadness like that, it becomes overwhelming to you and it can make you sad. So we've been trying to pump positivity, and I'm even trying to right now, I made a commitment a couple weeks ago, I'm going to read more than I watch on TV. I'm trying to spend more time during the day reading. Not that I have a full, full day of all this free time, but I'm not watching more TV than I am actually reading because I'm going to put positivity in my mind because I'm committed, I'm committed personally not to let the sadness of our culture and our society and our world overtake me because it is hard and all of us are going through this together. But you may be going through sadness for something that has nothing to do with the the state of our country and the state. You may have lost a loved one recently. You may go, be going through some financial trouble. You may be searching for hope that you don't quite understand yet. Commit to getting necessary help. First of all, personal wholeness, right? Pump positivity into your life. Watching church today, that's a good thing. You say, yeah, but you're talking about sadness. I want to help you come out of that sadness. And I want you to think about some questions I'm going to ask you in a few moments, but I think it's significant for you personally to do some things that are going to have a positive influence on your day and your life and on the life of others. Get help. Every single week we've talked about this. Every week we've talked about the significance of being part of a church family and a, a group community so that you can have people praying for you and caring for you and maybe even meeting some of the needs that you have. You need, God created you with the desire and the need to have community, and He wants you to have people in your life that are pouring into you. And listen, make sure those people in your life, in your life group, or in your church are positive people that you're around. Hey, listen, Christians aren't always the most positive people. I had somebody come up to me this week. What's going to happen next? The Lord's coming back. What are we going to do? What are we? I said, the Lord's coming back? Let's get up and go, because when he comes back, we're gone and we're up in heaven with him because he prepared a place for us so that we could be with him. That's good news. That's not bad news or scary news. But sometimes we can really become overwhelmed by the feelings of others around us. We've got to guard our hearts about that. Commit to getting help. Be part of a local church and, 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 and in community life. Also, when you commit to getting help, Go see a Christian counselor or, or one of the pastors of our church. You can reach out to me this week, and I will talk to you. And if you need a full-time counselor, I will help you find a full-time counselor. That can, and listen, a Christian counselor that's going to use the Word of God and biblical truth to help you get through the things that you're going through. It's extremely important, church. I see a counselor all the time. Kim and I have gone to marriage counseling before. That doesn't mean we're weak. It means we're human. And it means we know we need help sometimes. And you know what? The Bible says in our weakness, God can make us strong. But we want to big this. Christians are very, very guilty of having this feeling that they need to make sure everybody sees that everything's okay. I'm a Christ follower. I've got enough money in the bank. All my bills are paid. My kids are perfect. My life is perfect. I'm healthy. I'm this and this and this. And you know what that is? It's nothing but a bunch of lies. Because life is hard. And life can be difficult. And we need help. 
And if you need help today, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. If you have my cell phone number, send me a, send me a text message. If you don't have my cell phone number, send me a, an email to pastor at warehousechurch.com or on our website. Just go to hello at warehousechurch.com. I need help. Tell us your name and your contact information, and we will help you find some help this week. Commit to getting necessary help. It starts with, listen, the help is there with God. The help is there from our church. The help is there from a counselor. You've got to take that step, dear friend. Commit yourself. Commit to the Lord that you're going to get some help. Here's some things I want, to think you, I want you to think about today as we wrap this up. The first thing is, are you currently experiencing sadness? Just please be honest with yourself and honest with God. If yes, what is the source of it? You don't have to answer in this thread and, and tell everybody what your sadness is about. But just, are you experiencing some sadness? I, I had some sadness a couple weeks ago. I went and saw my dad in the nursing home and I couldn't go in and give him a hug. And as I was driving home, I said, man, that guy hasn't had a hug in about 12 weeks because he's quarantined in his nursing home north of Houston. That made me sad for him. And it made me sad as his son that I couldn't go in and see him. And I spent some time on my four-hour ride home that day with the Lord praying and just thanking him for my good dad and, 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 and the great relationship that we have and that, that God would put people in his life while he's in the nursing home and help him not feel so lonely. It's okay, not, it's okay to feel sad. But God wants you to commit it to him and be honest with him about it. Here's the second thing. How do you manage your sadness? Do you let it pull you into a funk where you kind of become depressed and you, and you really, really need help? Sometimes people that get really sad lash out in anger because they're sad, right? I don't know what's making you sad, but what do you do to manage that sadness? Number three, are you being honest with God and honest with yourself about it? Are you putting up a big Christian gospel glaze on your face? Or are you being honest and saying, you know, I'm going through something right now. Could you pray for me? God, I need your help. Lord, I need you. I need you now. Will you consider talking to a counselor or to your spiritual community? If you're in a group, talk to your group about it. Let them pray for you. Lay hands on you. Pray for healing in your life. Pray for comfort. Pray for that thing, whether it's job, whether it's your kids, whether it's your family, whether it's just sadness because of the state of the world. Let them pray over you and pray healing in your life that God wants to give you today. But here's the last thing. Do you know somebody? Do you know somebody that's in sadness? Well, listen, pray for them. Don't, don't send Romans 8, 28 and verse after verse after verse after verse to them. But you know what? Reach out. Let them know you care. Let them know you're praying for them. You could even call them on the phone and pray with them over the phone. If you're social distancing from people right now, you could still be, so, you, could, you could still, while you're being socially distanced, stay connected. And it's so significant for us to do that. So I want to pray for you today. If you're going through any kind of sadness in your life, read through Psalm 13. Remember what the end of the chapter says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praises because you have been good to me. I was talking to our church this week on Wednesday night and to some of our leaders. When we pray, remember how Jesus told us how to pray when he gave us the Lord's prayer. And he gave us a model of prayer, the Acts model of prayer, where we adore him confess our sins, and we offer up thanksgiving to him for how good he is. And I was telling our church this week that that point of thanksgiving in our prayer ought to be, or we should manage ourselves so that that is 
the most significant part of our prayer because God is good to you. Even in the midst of sadness, you could find places where God has been good to your life and thank Him. And then the very last thing Jesus told us to do in that prayer is to ask. And He wants us to ask. And He wants us to cast all of our cares upon Him because He cares for us. But I guarantee you, the way that you confront your sadness will change if you adore God in your prayers first, confess your sins to Him next, thank Him for how good He is in your life in so many ways, and then take that prayer request to Him, Father, this sadness is overwhelming me and I need You. I need You to help me to understand this. I need You to help me to navigate through this. I need You to help me to trust You more. I need You to help me find help. Lord, I need You to pull me up out of this because you are so good to me. Can I pray with you today? And would you please today, if this is something you're going through in your life, reach out to me as soon as you're done watching this and so that we can connect to you this week. Pastor at warehousechurch.com. Father, thank you for all those that are watching this, uh, this service today. I thank you for Warehouse Church, for so many people that give faithfully, that serve faithfully. Um, that are so active in this ministry, Lord. I pray that you'll bless them and you'll use them to influence people to come to know Christ this week. Father, for those that are dealing with sadness today, I pray that you'll help them to cast all their cares upon you because you care for them. When, it, when, we, when we feel sometimes, Job said this, we've gone through this, maybe not to his extent, but we've gone through it, Lord, when we felt lonely, we know that you are there, you are with us, you will never leave us or forsake us, and you want healing in our lives. And you want us to trust you to, to get us through that difficult time. But in all those things, Father, you are good. And we thank you that you're a good, good Father. And I pray for folks today that are going through some sadness, that they'll reach out so that we can help them find some help or even just be an encouragement to them and get them connected to our church family, to a community group, Father, where they can find people that have uh, similar values to do life together uh, um, in, in God's word, in prayer, and in encouraging relationships. We thank you for our church, for all of our friends that are watching today. And I pray that you would encourage us today, Father. We ask you this in Jesus' name. And everybody say it with me. Type it in the bar if you want to. Amen. Thank you for watching today. I pray that you'll take hold of what we talked about today. Apply it to your life. Reach out if you need any help. And please, please, please be praying about how you can help us, as Johnny talked about earlier. Uh, in the service today, how you can help us send lots and lots of teenagers to camp. $150 to sponsor a kid for camp, and you can be a part of that today by going to www.warehousechurch.com backslash give. Scroll down to where it says youth students or youth camp, and you can sponsor a kid to go to camp this week. Thanks for being part of our church, our service today, and we look forward to uh, seeing you uh, tonight. When Kim and I go online and talk about our verse for the week, for a quick ed talk today at 6 o'clock Central Time, and then on Wednesday night again at 7 p.m., we do a Bible study and give you a little bit of a preview of next week's message. God bless you. We have, hope you have a great, great day, and we look forward to connecting with you this week.